Welcome to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, an award-winning show dedicated to helping contractors generate more revenue, employ more people, and serve more customers. Powered by Rival Digital. Tune in each week to learn how other business owners and industry professionals across the country are staying ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. So, are you ready to dominate your marketing, get a grip on your operations, and build the business you've always dreamed of? Join your host, Eric Thomas, and get a fresh perspective on what it takes to create a world-class contracting business. The best idea wins. Now, here's Eric Thomas. Hello again out there and welcome back to another episode of the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast where we believe the best idea wins and we are here to help you generate lots of good ideas. I'm live at Service Titans Toolbox Live in Jacksonville, Florida. Uh, part two of our live podcast recordings here. And I have got my new friend, April, from Strata, right? Strata. Yada Call Strata is our tagline. Yada Call Strata. I like that. That's really catchy. So tell me about yourself. Tell me about Strata. How did you guys start? Where you got to today? Well, um, it was probably about eight, nine years ago. I went to work for my dad's consumer company. I grew up watching the trades, not really understanding the trades, but he had approached my late husband to run his company. And for five years, I worked for him. And like life changes, I lost my husband and I decided to move home to Orlando. And I, during those five years, I was lucky enough to meet people like Angie Snow and Chris Hunter. Mm-hmm. At the time, they were not big service titan superstars. They were um, involved with Service Nation, a best practices group yeah. that I participated in heavily that I would probably credit a good deal of my industry knowledge to. And... They befriended me, and I went to every breakout session that I could at every conference. And so after I moved back to Orlando, I wasn't working, but I decided to go to the conference anyways. And I was talking to Chris Hunter, and he, he was telling me you could become a certified administrator for Source Titan. And I was interviewing with a company at the time that Strata has subsequently um, bought out. And... I got approved to be on that program and I was hired to be the service Titan expert. Now I, we did implement service Titan at my dad's company. I wasn't as heavily involved in that as I am now. And so I did my certified administrators certificate. I am also almost done with my certified provider program to be a coach, but I started loving all things service Titan. What I love about the trades though, is I've always, during this whole process, I have been able to heavily rely on those people I've met along the way. Yeah. That you can throw anything out there, kind of like which we've seen in this conference. Yeah. This workshop, whatever, you, you know. Yeah. So basically, Strata, um, I was going to be a certified coach. Strata hired me on. They knew I was at the former company. So now I'm working for a company that is right around half billion dollars, has... They're air conditioning, plumbing, low voltage, RNC, security, electrical, and I believe we're adding solar next year. And, you know, Joe, our owner, is a very big visionary, I would say, and he wants you to call Strata for everything. So once we're in your home, we don't want to leave. Yeah. 
Yada call Strata. Yeah. Yada call Strata. That's the thing. That's cool. So I, I've been hearing that more and more just from this event this week of a lot of people adding on or bolting on new service offerings, you know, not just AC or plumbing, but also adding in, like you'd mentioned, electrical, solar, and, and some other stuff. Um, what have you all found some of the challenges being from a marketing standpoint to be able to communicate that kind of whole home comfort provider type of message? Well, I'm really new to this concept, but I think we're finding our way. And I think what, like, I think one of the most difficult things is when you're a heavy RNC company, what is the different factors or what are you going to weigh in? What are you going to change about your marketing to keep those customers and also not be seen just as an RNC company? Yeah. Consumer, to me, there, I was around, I've, I've not been around new construction that much, but to me, they're two different animals. Yeah. And I think what going forward, we're just developing our plan. They're very new to consumer in some areas. Um, we're developing our plan, just how we can make it different. And you and Matt have given me some great ideas. I believe, you know, what you're message should be from all the way through your marketing message. It needs to be different. It needs to be like, mm -hmm. like we talked about in some of the sessions today, are, what makes us different? Are we trustworthy? Are we on time? Are we going to stand by on our work? All the different things, but something, you know, finding that thing that we're different than the competitors in our market. Yeah. So how has, so you guys are, you know, like you mentioned, pretty heavy on the, the residential new construction. How has the current landscape of the economy affected new construction for you all? Actually, I think we've seen a little bit of a slowdown, but I think we're still doing great. We're very lucky, our leadership team and um, the, per, um, the person that's in charge of getting builder business. Like we have a very good book of business and we have people that ha are have good vision for the future and they're what uh, what they have planned out as far as tracks of land and things like that. I think we're fine. Um, is it a topic of a discussion? Absolutely. I'm not heavily, I'm not really in that side of the business. So I haven't been included in all that, but I, I would say that we're still, we're not seeing much of a different, not a huge difference. Like what you read about on the boards and things yeah. like that. Yeah. No, that, that's, that's good to hear. I, I feel like, I've been hearing that more often too, where people are saying it's not really dipping in some of those areas like you might believe it would, you know, reading online and stuff like that. And, you know, the colleagues that I have been friends with over the years, I'm, I have friends within di distributors and stuff, and they have told me that most of the distributors are, you know, Florida is down on their list of concerns as far as, like, not that we're not going to see an impact, but not as much as other areas of the country. Yeah. Now, I, I know that like, so like for landscaping and landscaping, you always, it seems like you always start residential. They start off small, mm -hmm. they get a lawnmower, they get a trailer, they grow their fleet. Mm -hmm. The goal for landscapers is typically to go from residential to commercial. Right. And then it seems like a lot of times in like the skilled trades, or the mechanical trades, it's almost the opposite. A lot of them start with new construction, commercial, light commercial, stuff like that. And they try to bolt on and build into their residential side. Um, what's some, I guess, some any friction or like pain points that y'all have had from being heavily in new construction and then moving into like 
service and repair market for stuff like that? Well, I like I said, I haven't been at Restrata very long, but I will tell you that I do know that's the model that my dad built his business on. And he was an RNC. He ended up giving it up right before two years before the downturn in 2008, which yeah. he was very happy about. <laughs> but he was also putting in third systems for people that he did new instruction for. So yeah. it did serve its purpose, you know. Yeah. And so what I think your biggest challenge is as an RNC contractor is the quality of the work you're doing because that person moves into their home and their air conditioner is not working. And within 30 days, do you think that they're going to keep you as their contractor? I mean, so I think making sure that on the RNC side that you're, when that startup happens, that everything that should be right is right. Because you do want that customer to call you for their maintenance. As you do want them to continue on with you. You're hoping that they're going to call anybody else the next time they yeah. put in a new system. Yeah. How have you all seen, because you got, you all offer really essentially the whole home. And you're adding in solar, um, but, you know, HVAC, plumbing, electrical, um, some of the other stuff that you had mentioned. And we were chatting about that in here at lunch was it's, it's very the the possibilities are very attractive where you could go in for a, a heating and air system change out and upgrade their electrical panel and then maybe the their outlets and switches as well um no it's funny that you say that because um our owner is definitely not an absentee owner he is very involved very hands-on especially with the new consumer you know, adding on HAC and getting into the consumer market more than we have been in the past. And that's one of the attractions of Service Titan. It's like, okay, well, you might be in there selling security. And then, by the way, do you have maintenance contract on your air conditioner? Or by the way, you know, yeah. like, you know, building out, we're still figuring out exactly what we want those offerings to be. But yeah. Service Titan, if we have all those lines of business in there and we train our people right, you know, yeah. it'll be very easy to cross sell. Yeah, absolutely. So do you all offer um, maintenance programs or maintenance memberships for multiple different, like not just heating and air, but also for plumbing and electrical and stuff like that? Well, plumbing is brand new to us. So mm -hmm. I'm, I, I imagine we will, but yes, yeah. we do. Yes, we do. Nice. So for those that are listening, um, I always like to try to find like the one golden nugget or something like that. What's, what's your best piece of advice for anyone out there listening who may be wanting to grow their business or um, just improve their day-to-day -day operations? Well, I will say for me, one of the smartest things that my father ever did, because we were brand new and he had a management team that had been there for ranging from 25 to 40 years, is instead of saying, teach them what you know, which they did teach us a lot, um, he let us be involved in the industry. I mean, I joined Women in HVAC, came very heavily involved. I went to every best practices conference I could get. And the big joke is, and I've heard several, my dad would say, you know how lucky you are, like that you have all these message boards, all these channels that you can reach out to. People in the trades are very forthcoming and very generous with their information. I've just, I've seen that even as we've been here. Yeah. So don't be afraid to ask a question on a board. Don't be, if you met somebody at a conference that you heard something, you heard them say something smart, ask for their card. Yeah. If they said that, you know, don't be afraid that down the line, if you remembered somebody that was speaking and you remember to message that person, if they gave you, you know, get everybody's email address. 
I will say for me, that's where I've learned the most is I ask, I will ask. And I will tell you in the entire time that I've been in this business, no one has ever said no to me. Yeah. And that's the thing. I think so many people are afraid to just ask their questions. And for those listening, I know that you aren't at the event, but April has won the award for best questions asked, which is good. That's, right. that's what we're here for. And we were joking earlier that um, she got on the podcast because she asked so many questions. Right. Um, but no, that's, that's, that's awesome. That's really good advice. But if you don't mind, I would like to say one thing. You know, um, you and Matt and Sarah talked about this morning about community, community involvement. And um, that is something that's very near and dear to my heart. I have a disabled son that was born at 24 weeks. And on September 9th of this year, Angie Snow and I are going to be completing a triathlon. Oh, wow. And we're going to launch probably, we're going to probably put it on social media in about a month. And um, the proceeds to that, whatever our sponsorship, or we haven't, is going to be women in HVAC for scholarships awesome. for women yeah. and the Joseph Grove Foundation, which yeah. I don't know, not a lot of people don't know what that is, but it's to help people in the trades that have become disabled, like rebuilding yeah. their kitchens. So like, I think that's something I see in the trades too, across the board. Like I, everyone I've met has their own little, like they give back. Yeah. People in the trades always give back. And yeah. I think that's an amazing thing. Yeah. I, I agree. There's, there's so much generosity in this industry, um, but that, that's really cool that you guys are doing that. that it's going to be trade show up. So watch out for it on social media. Yeah. Service Titan was nice enough to let me use their tagline and oh, nice. we have our own nonprofit and everything. Wow. That's awesome. So where can, um, is there like a website or we're going to launch probably in, um, April 1st on Facebook and we'll do have a website by then, but I'll put awesome. it all over social media. I just wanted to mention it. I didn't even think about it until you guys brought it up this morning. It's like, it's just such a prevalent thing in the trades to give back across the board. Yeah. Well, when that launches, we'll definitely share your posts and, mm. and help you get the word out there. Cause that's really cool. We're, um, we're, we're big fans of the Joseph Grove foundation here. Uh, and also, I guess I should mention, I will be pulling my 70 pound kid that has CP that's wheelchair bound oh, wow. on the swim, on the bike and on the run. Wow. That's incredible. Yeah. His name's Michael. He was born at 24 weeks and he's beat every odd known to mankind. That's incredible. See, that's the type of stories that I love to hear about on, on these podcast episodes. But yeah, like, like community involvement is, it's so, it's easy, but it gets overlooked a lot, I think. It's like from a, from a business owner standpoint mm. of just being involved in your local community. Um, so what, I guess, it, last tip before we dip, since we're talking about community involvement, mm. how, if someone was listening and they wanted to get involved in their community, how could they find the right organization or charity or cause? Well, for me, it was really easy because this was something near and dear to my heart, but honestly, it even came before that. My father was a big supporter of the key training center in Citrus County. And they're, you know, they provide group living for people that are more mentally challenged. So I kind of grew up and my mom and my dad were the charter presidents of Sertoma and La Sertoma in Citrus County. And so I grew up where it was really important to give back. If you're looking for something, I would say, look around you. If you don't, Everybody has a story. Like you might not have a story within your own family, mm -hmm. but look at the people close to you. Look at what charities have impacted them. Yeah. Look at, look at if you, ha everybody has a friend that has a tragedy. Yeah. 
ask them, like I, I joke around all the time that if I pass away tomorrow, I'm giving money to the, I'm not really joking, but the Ronald McDonald house. Cause I lived there when my son was in the hospital for years, hospice. Cause my mom passed away of cancer. Like, yeah. you know, the things that, that you see impacting people's lives. Those are the charities I'd give to. And, and like in today's world, just Google it and call them. They'll tell yeah. you how to help them. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. There, there, there's one in, uh, Virginia beach that we every year they do a big Turkey drop for their, it's, it's a, it's a food drive. And, uh, yeah, if you just call them, they'll literally tell us like, Hey, we don't need any more turkeys, but we need green beans or we need this right. for Thanksgiving. And so, yeah, I, I definitely just ask cause they'll, they'll let you know, you know, and then as a business, there's also different ways you want to identify ours yourself. Like, I mean, I've heard everything in best practices group, like, some companies have a widow dinner every year where they have the windows over for Thanksgiving at their offices. Wow. Like there's all kinds of things you can do. You're not necessarily doing it to gain customers, but if that's what you stand for, for as a company, people are going to recognize that and resonate with that yeah. and want to be a part of it. Yeah. Yeah. It'll be, it'll be, um, yeah. If you do it, you know, if you give expecting nothing in return. You do it with a, you know, the good heart new customer acquisition will be kind of like a sub right. set benefit that will, that'll come from that because people will align and they'll say, Hey, this is a good company. I trust them. Now. I definitely don't think if that's your goal that yeah. you're not, I don't think you're going to do as good a job of it. It has yeah. to be something that's passionate that everybody gets behind that. It's genuine. Those yeah. that's, what's going to attract the customers, not that you're just giving away money or supporting a charity. Yeah, absolutely. Well, April, this has been, awesome quick episode here and i thank you and i want to thank you you guys were great all i love what i learned from you and i definitely will be listening to your podcast from now on yeah thank you so much that means the world and um yeah when when your and your stuff goes live in april we'll be sure to share it um, but mm -hmm. one, one last time how can people learn more about your your triathlon some of that stuff that you got coming up well uh, we're gonna Probably launch April 1st. I would look for it on Facebook. And if you want to Google, try to show up. We're going to try to have a website up by then too. Awesome. Well, April, thank you so much right. for being a guest on the podcast. Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast, powered by Rival Digital, helping business owners and industry professionals across the country stay ahead of the curve in an ever-changing business landscape. We hope you learned something from this week's episode. And don't forget to rate and review this podcast. Thanks again for listening to the Smart HVAC Marketing Podcast.